Here we go. There we go. Let's do this. Let's do this. Welcome, everybody, to our next episode as we are going through all of the teachers at the school, getting to know everybody. We have the one, the only. Mr. Ganchow. Mr. Ganchow. That's right. How you doing, Mr. Ganchow? I'm not bad today. Right? Welcome up at 4.30 with the kids because the time zone changed. Oh. It's good to go. Not time zone. Daylight savings? Daylight savings. Sorry. Daylight savings. Look at it. It's a big see, rip off. See how like, I'm tired? I can't even tell what time it is right now. all right let's start because the whole point of this is for some kids to not only see your face again but get to know you miss you guys yeah tell us about your journey to csat all right uh overall teaching career i started actually went out to nevada taught for six and six and a half years came back after doing a long distance relationship with my current wife oh worth Uh, it yes all right so then i went to buffalo county science for four years one, one year in Williamsville, and I ended up here, which I absolutely love. So I've been here, it's my, I mean, my fifth year. I've now, been here. some students don't know you as the math teacher. They right. know you as our former JV boys basketball That's coach. right. Yeah. Tell us about your experience in basketball. If you guys don't know this, Mr. Ganchow himself is a walking bucket. That's right. No one can outshoot me, just laying up. Just, um, <laughs> you can't stop me. All right, so I've been te- I coached for about 14 years, I believe. I remember four, 13, 14 years. I coached, uh, In- including started- a couple accolades, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So I coached uh, girls for about nine years, and then they switched me over to boys. Um, so in the state of Nevada, I got nominated twice for being a coach of the year, um, based on the fact my girls never played a game of basketball before, but we always competed, uh, and people were like. Like even coaches, like I don't know how you get these girls to always play as hard as you do all the time, and I'm like, that's what I expect. And so mm. uh, uh, coming to <laughs> coming to um, Buffalo County Science when I got back, I took over the program for girls. They were 0 and 19 the next year, um, above 500, and I got coach of the year for that year. And then they switched me over from that year to boys basketball. They were 0 and 19. Well, my girls did well. So then I took over the boys program. The first year we went to the um, when our first playoff game ever, over 500, um, going from 0 and 19 to over 500. And when our first um, playoff game ever um, was a cool, I got coached a year that year too. So two years in a row, I got coached. This guy's just coach of the decade. So then uh, I took a year off um, after I went to Williamsville um, because we had children now. And then I came over here and took over at the modified level we went undefeated except for one blimp and that was a that's a different story wait wait wait, wait. so are you are you undefeated i consider undefeated in my mind based on the fact that half my squad wasn't there we lost by three points against a team that uh we should never lost against so i i take that as okay okay an asterisk right there all right but then a lot of pride on the line And then we went up to uh, JV Boys, uh, and we rocked out that season. We had a little bit of dip in the middle. Um, so we started off hot, went down, and then we got back on track, and we finished strong. Um, the last game was kind of awesome. What do, what do you prefer, girls or boys, when you're coaching? Either or. You're like, I don't care. I'll it coach anybody. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. Girls are interesting because you tell them to do uh, play, they do exactly they how you They will do exactly what you exactly want. Exactly, and not deviate, which is kind of hard at times when there's a wide open layup, you don't take it. Um, but then coaching boys um, is definitely getting them to finally play together. It's it's a beautiful thing to watch. So, now, you, you mentioned in there 
Yep. You had to take a little bit of a break. Yep. Started a family. Yes. Let us know about the family. What do you got at home? I got two boys, uh, Jackson, who's five, and Liam, who's uh, two. Um, both are tanks. <laughs> they, they can uh, they can get back up and keep going. Um, Liam's still learning how to talk, but uh, he is. They're both big boys, so you think they're older than they are. What's what's the daily diet of one of your kids? Uh, Ten dino nuggets. No, they don't like nuggets. They like uh, healthy what? food. They are healthy food boys. They want apples. They want bananas. They want strawberries. They want like turkey. I don't want bread. I want just turkey. Uh, they want vegetables. Like I want my carrots. Jeez, I know. So that's why they're growing like like weeds right now. So now it's candy because it's Halloween. Halloween. But oh, did you guys go trick or treating? Yeah. Oh, what were the costumes? Uh, we're all vampire family. Really? Yeah. Like Vampirina? You guys watch that stuff? I don't know. They're more into, Jackson's more into tornadoes and hurricanes and vortexes with water. So he's into that and experiments. So he's going to be like a scientist, I think. All right. Liam is now um, watching everything about like learning, but still hasn't talked yet. So I think he's going to talk full sentences. And then it's just going to pop right out. Boom. All of a sudden, like, because he, he talks once in a while and then gives you a smirk. Like, he's just waiting. So, yeah, I've gotten to the point with my seven-year-old daughter where she's planning my funeral. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird because I was like, I think I want this. And she was like, well, you don't have a choice because you're not going to be there to make the decision. Oh, <laughs> well, that. Thanks. Thanks All right. Yeah. Well, how about that? What is it? What do you think about the whole virtual learning? man? What's going on with that? This is tough. Um, one of the reasons why I became a teacher is that I love to help. I mean, you're a people person. Yeah. Everybody in the building knows that. Yeah. Gantel's a people person. Like, I want to know how you guys are doing. I want to be able to see your facial expressions when I'm teaching you. So I know if you know it or not. Because when you say, yeah, I got it. And I look at your body language, you're like, no, you don't. Got it. <laughs> I need to know that. Because then I can, like, break down those, like, oh, I'm good. No, you're not. Just tell me what's going on. I can help you out. Yeah. I mean, you come from a family of helpers. Yes. Fun fact. Mr. Ganchow's mother delivered my second child. Yes. We were sitting there, and Mrs. Monaco's in excruciating pain, screaming. And she goes, oh, you work at CSAT. And Mrs. Monaco was like, yes. <laughs> and she's like, well, my son's name is Ben. Yes. She's so, a lovely woman. My, I have three sisters, mm. all, all medical. Older sister's a doctor. Middle sister's a doctor of physical therapy. My youngest sister's an athletic trainer. And my mom's a nurse. So if I ever get hurt, which I've done multiple yeah. times, uh, that means I am good to go. Wow. Yeah. You went teaching. Yeah, somehow. All right. So let's, uh, let's talk about the ink game. Any tattoos? I got 17 tats. Are you serious? Yes. No. My whole back's done. Get out. I'm not joking. I have one start off here. I have Alpha Omega for the beginning and the end. Sure. I have... Uh, Chinese symbols going down, so hopefully I did it right because it took a year to figure this out. Order number five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh, family, love, teacher, my grandpa's initials, faith, passion, hope, dedication. It was on my spine, so it's the backbone of who I am. Oh. Um, and it goes in this order because of a certain reason, too. So Wow. Yeah. Gandhi. Oh, so you have the tech going down the back. Yep. And then I have left to right. From grandpa's initials, so it creates a big giant cross in the back. Uh, is honor, and then if you look, flip upside down, it says loyalty. Okay. So it's an ambigram. 
Oh. Um, and then on the left-hand side is uh, strength. And you flip upside down, it says courage. So whatever which way you look at it from top down or bottom up, you get to see different uh, lettering. Let me, let me throw this out there because I know that a lot of students, whether they have them or not, are really passionate about tattoos. Yes. I can't wait. Yes. Give them some adult advice on getting their first or next <laughs> ink. Okay, so um, I was wanting to get ink since high school, so I understand where you guys are coming from, but if I would have got the very first thing I thought of, I would probably, like, I know I would regret it. It would have been a, like a, a sword with roses wrapped <laughs> around it and stuff like that. The barbed wire around yeah, the bicep. No, like, what am I doing? So, like, it takes me a year to figure out exactly what I want permanently on my body for the rest of my life. Because I don't want something later on. Like, oh, man, yeah. I, like, I would I also like say don't go to any place that takes walk-ins. No. Get get signed up. Yes. You so want a guy that's want, so good. You want an artist. You want an artist. You want an artist who takes his uh, craft very personal and you want to look at a portfolio. <laughs> if they don't have a portfolio of the work they've done, you shouldn't go. Yeah. At all. yeah. What's the next one going to be? Uh, it is a um, lettering that I'm putting together of uh, my wife's uh, first initial and my boy's first initials. Uh, getting the wife on there. Not her name. Just the initial. <laughs> I don't believe. And That's bad luck. Don't do that. My wife's like, put your name on the body. I'm like, I want to stay with you the rest of my life. That is a bad omen. You don't put <laughs> names on anybody. Everybody don't knows that's it. bad luck. Don't do it. Next thing you know, you're going to be going to a tattoo guy to get it crossed out. Yes. So uh, no matter what ever happens in our lifetime, she is the mother of my children. And no matter what, I always will have that. She will always be my mother of my children. So. <laughs> I got one more topic I want to talk to you about because I find it really respectable for people who kind of like live their mantra. They don't just tell people what to do. They're also doing what they tell people to do. Yes. And if you guys didn't know this, Mr. Ganchow recently has found a new passion and kind of pushing his body to the limit. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's he's starting to learn how far his body could go. Yes. Tell us about uh, your journey into getting into racing and maybe what's what are you in now? Are you into ultras? Is that a thing that's still yeah. a goal? Yes, because uh, my ultra got put back. Okay, so start over. I never really was a runner runner. I would play sports. I was basketball, football, and I would just like get in top, tip top shape that way, right? But when it came down to running, the only way I started running is because I started coaching cross country out in Nevada and it's just wilderness. So it was very interesting to see my development as a runner. And I would run with the kids in the back and I would try to run to the kids in the front and I run the kids in the back. So I got kind of good at it. And so what really drove me to do something kind of crazy was called the Reno Tau Odyssey. Somebody's like, hey, man, you want to run this? I'm like, what is it? We're just going to run this group. All right, I'll do it. Right? Sure. So it's 178 miles of running for a group of 12. So they do like a um, – you basically do like a, like a half a marathon but broken up. So you're not doing it all at one time. And so you do three legs, and there's difficulty levels. So I always – Decide to do hard because there's no point of doing easy. I want to see what Look I can do. Guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no easy. I was dying after the first one. Like my calves were all cramping and stuff like that. But we got through it. And it was like the coolest experience ever. So then I decided to run my own uh, team. Yeah. 
and right. it was students at my school with staff and we got alumni too so it was really cool we got two years in a row first time we did was 27 hours straight of running and then the next time was 26 hours <laughs> so we beat it in an hour it was really cool because we had a lot of people come like hey man i want to get a part of that but because of doing that, I did my first marathon where I never trained for it. I just did it. You just did the marathon. The longest I ever ran was 13 miles. Like, oh, I could double it. How old were you? 27, 28. You're probably up till 4 a.m. the next the day before, too. I was like rocking it out. Whatever. So <laughs> I have plenty of medals and stuff like that for finishing. I'm not a fast runner. I just keep going. I will I methodically, I will like keep coming at you until I win type thing. That's how I play sports. Um, but I did five marathons so far. Um, so now I'm deciding that I have to do something even crazier, which is my, do the Lockport, not the Lockport. That's a 50 miler. I'm doing the Niagara on a Lake 50 K, which means it's not 50 miles. It's 31.1 miles. I'll run it from Niagara Lake all the way up to Niagara Falls and back. Was. <laughs> very first one but my goal is after that on my birthday i'm turning 40 this coming up you look great here so i'll be uh i'm gonna try to run 40 miles on my birthday on your birthday on my birthday we're on 40 miles wow so that's eight hours of running calculated right now if it goes well it will be eight hours right <laughs> no, no, no. yeah my leg falls off eight hours of running so hopefully i have some people help me out now is that the type of thing where you're gonna you're gonna wake up and you're just going to go at like 5 a.m.? Probably. And then are you going to get the pressure to hang out with the kids on your birthday? You're yeah. Gonna get that. I'm going to do it. Because in my mind, that's like running 41 miles. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So it's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to develop a route right, route right now. So I'm You don't want to do loops. No. No, you no, got to no, keep it no, different. You, if you're doing something like that, you got to go out 20 miles so you force yourself to come back 20 miles. Are you, start, are you starting uh, north, south, or in the city? I'm gonna, I'm starting in the north, so I live in North Tonawanda. So okay. Oh, so you can make a nice little route for yourself. I'm going up to Niagara Falls, and I'm probably trying to get to uh, Fort Niagara and run back. Fort Niagara is awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Mr. Ganchow, awesome interview. Thank you. Love learning about you. We end every interview the same way. Okay. For any of the students, parents, alumni watching, what is your message to them during these odd times? Um, I like perseverance. Yes, this is tough. Um, it's tough for us as teachers. Um, we're learning something new, so we all feel brand new at this aspect of it. So we're in the same boat, but you're learning something totally new that's going to help you out later on. You'll be... Uh, so it's like life. Yeah. So like you're never going to be fully prepared for anything. People are like, hey, you have children. You can be prepared for children. You're never going to be prepared for children. Okay. You're going to have to learn on the fly. And this is a perfect example. You can go down. We'll come right back up. Okay. There you go. That's right. It's not about getting knocked down. Get back up. Get back up. Try again. Love it. All right. Everybody else, please be safe. We know that if you have... Uh, brother, sister, small children going over now. They're starting at the elementary school, K-1-2. Yep. We're working on stuff over here all the time. Reach out to your teachers, wash your hands, wear a mask, and we will see you at the next interview. Have a good day. Have a good day.